Ashibiri in Navajo and Dibnev means this is me, this is mine, this is my beauty. My job is to help you embrace your beauty, your natural beauty, not to cover it up, so you can feel empowered in yourself and not have to worry about this beauty standard. You set the beauty standard. Yacht, and hello. Welcome to the Mrs. Lasage podcast show, episode three. I'm your host, Asakula Friend Sashri, also known as Mrs. Lasage. And y'all, this episode is going to be, I'm solo, so my husband's not on this episode, so all y'all got is me. And I'm going to just go over a recap over episode two, because there's some things I've got, I want to talk about regarding um, building a life with your lifelong partner and building a business with him her etc etc so i am going to go over that and the next part next topic is going to be about preparation meets opportunity and what that means and how that helped me do what i do and then the last thing is i get to talk about i'm going to go over the steps i took of building ash beauty so this is the whole lineup, guys, but uh, here we go. To those who are just tuning in, uh, this is the first episode you guys are watching. I am uh, a secular friend, Sashri, the proud owner of Asha Beauty. And uh, episode number two, I brought my husband on board on the show, and we just talked about, you, you pretty much got a good feel of who we are as husband and wife, as business partners, because I felt that, you know, for you guys to see who my other half is, who's behind these closed doors, building this empire, who, who, who is my partner in crime, and that's my husband. So I did that, and what we really talked about was, you know, the importance of finding that person, and actually just taking your time when you do find that person. And um, going back to the episode, we told you guys it took us three and a half years for us to be engaged for before we I walked down the aisle and during that time you know you really get to learn the person throughout all four seasons you know that person on the good days the bad days their you know their strongest days their weakest moments you know what buttons not to push what buttons to push all this good stuff so uh, that partner in life is really important especially when you're building a business so how we see it, because we're both entrepreneurs, we're both bosses, um, it's like a business plan. You know, we are, our marriage is, is like an empire. That's what we're creating. We're creating, we're building an empire together. So we are creating a, a legacy. And each, each relationship that you do go into, that should be the, the long-term term goal, is to create this legacy of, you know this union so that's what we're on our path to do is to create a legacy for our children's children's children and to for them to carry on so we have our parents legacy and all that they do so now it's like it's our turn so that's that's my whole thing is like you know just take your time ladies you know who are listening um, and make sure the person that you do find that you feel that is gonna be the perfect match with you, you know, make sure that they're just gonna be just as patient for you as a boss. Because like my husband, there's some days we, we don't only see each other. Like 
I'm telling you guys, like last year, we were separated for nine months, not for anything like that. But I was in Arizona opening up two stores while he was here in Houston. And that time apart, not only did it build us a stronger relationship, it was a, it was a sacrifice we had to, to do. Because like time that we ha didn't have with each other, we can never take that back. So making sure that you have someone that you can trust when you're not there and vice versa. And that's what I really, really admire about my husband is that he's able to let me do what I need to do. You know, I'm, it <laughs> I'm a handful. And if you're like me, if you're trying to create an empire, you're, you're a handful too. And it's okay, but you know, my, that's why my husband is super well-rounded, not just strong physically, but emotionally and uh, psychologically and mentally and you know, spiritually. So he has all those things that when I'm away, you know, if I'm lacking one or the other from lacking, you know, self-doubt, you know, he's there to reassure me mentally, you know, and spiritually. And you have to pray for this person, however, you know, whatever religion that you practice, you know, you have to pray for that person because the world that we are in, it's, it's chaotic. You know, it's, you don't know what's going to happen the next hour, you know, the next second. So always making sure that you cover your, your partner in prayer as much as possible. And, you know, make sure that he's sound <laughs> mind, body, and soul. Because that's super important, guys, because when you're building a business, and especially for me and my experiences, I am, I have probably like 10 different type of businesses. Yes. And this podcast is one of them again, one of the many. And having someone that's being so patient with you and understand that I am here physically, but mentally, I'm over here operating so many businesses. And, you know, he understands that. Um, again, these are like our, our babies, all our businesses are our babies and having someone that's going to support you no matter what, like, again, like one of our businesses, not that it failed, that we made it fail. It's just, you know, a natural disaster happened, you know, a whole flood happened and wiped out our inventory for four arrows and that really hurt us. But the fact that we can turn around and turn that loss into a huge lesson of, you know, just dotting our I's, crossing our T's on another level. So it's, again, it's so, so important. Those who are listening, you can listen to our episode two about our story, our love story, you can say, and you know, how we work. And knowing that it's so important for you to communicate, 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 to, and communicate. I kind of sometimes lack that. I'm just being honest with you guys, because sometimes I'm thinking I'm saying something, but I'm really not. And uh, I have to catch myself sometimes because again, like my mind is running 10 million miles per hour, you know, and I am operating so many businesses at once. And it's sometimes, yeah, the little, little communication flaw I have sometimes can turn into a huge argument. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And I'm over here. It's my fault. And, <laughs> and understanding that you have to take up when you're at fault sometimes. Sometimes you're going to be like, hey, that's just relationships. And I feel that, you know, I really wanted to touch back on that. And those are listening. It's a lot of work, but it's worth every minute of it because end of the day, you know, I have somebody that I can always count on no matter what. I have somebody that can walk into a boardroom with me 
and know that he got he got my back and you know when i'm not there he's holding down the house or he's holding down other businesses that we have when i can't so you know shout out to the husband for being so amazing and supportive and you know i just pray that each and every one of you guys who are listening if you don't have that type of partner that i pray you get one because it's a huge blessing it's a huge weight left off through my shoulders because i'm strong but you know sometimes a strong woman needs a stronger man to help her out you know so there's that that good old spill of relationships and you know really finding that person to you know live life with to laugh with to you know crack jokes with to eat with <laughs> like i eat a lot so that's all we do half the time he says it's my fault that he's supposed to gaining weight uh it's not my fault i eat 10 million times a day but just find that person that you can just you know talk to you know and when you know when doubt does come like i you know he's the first one to be like no don't don't ever doubt yourself when i'm over here preaching to others don't doubt yourself but you know sometimes you're human you go you go through stuff like that um we are our, sometimes our worst critics so having someone that understands you and sees you and knows that you are capable of doing so much more is very very important so you have that person hold on to, to that person and uh, love them love them with everything you got and you know protect them protect them so the next part i'm gonna next topic is uh, a quote that we probably all heard before i said this a lot on my social media content is um prep when preparation meets opportunity and nipsey hustle says it my dad also says something a little similar is you know you have to be ready for opportunity pretty much the same thing right and um how that really helps me to build this company Asha beauty this didn't happen overnight i mean i, I can tell you right now I wish it happened overnight, you know, I wish it was an overnight success, but that's not the case. I started this company back in 2012, and the first thing I did for the first two years was I researched. I researched about the beauty industry, I researched different brands, I researched different, you know, type of products, and I researched manufacturers, I researched color chemists, and who's going to be in my corner. I researched, you know, different conventions to go to especially formulating um, cosmetic products. And it's a huge world that, you know, I'm in. And if you're really, in, if you're going to go into the beauty industry, I highly suggest that you prepare. Prepare your, your brand, prepare what product you're gonna put out there. I did something that's really unheard of. I'm, yeah, I'm a, sm I'm a small brand that really just launched an entire collection entire skincare line, an entire cosmetic line, and, and my cosmetic line is growing. Also, you saw, if you would go to episode two, I released different um, new, p new product and new packaging. So the more that you follow the story and, and listen in every week, you're really going to follow me how I'm building this, this beauty brand. And I feel that, you know, we need to share those steps with each other, especially those who are trying to get into this, into this industry. The things that I know, the things that I've learned, the things that help me, the things that push me back, you know, you can also learn from these things. And that's why this podcast is created so that you don't make the same mistakes I made. So, and I'm telling you the process that I'm building it. You know, some people are not going to tell you 
I will. If you ask me, how, you know, how can I start a beauty brand? Believe me, I'm, the first thing I'm going to tell you is research. Do you really want to get into this? Because everyone sees, you know, if you're a beauty brand owner, the life is so luxurious, right? You, all these girls are always makeup on point and they're just flawless. But uh, <laughs> in reality, you know, those brands are so big. They have people doing everything that they don't really have to do anymore. Like for me, I am everything. I'm marketing. I'm the marketing director. I'm logistic director. Thanks to my husband. Now he's the logistic direct logistic director. I am social media. I do all the content. I'm sometimes the photographer. I create all the con um, the me social media ads. Oh my goodness! Like I'm, I'm everything. I'm the accountant, uh, store manager sometimes, shipper, receiver, everything. So when you start this, you're really going to be everything until you create a team. And I'm lucky that you know I was able to create a team. Uh, when I first opened a store in Gallup, New Mexico, I um, had a small, small, small team. I wasn't quite big enough to really expand, but um, the the thing is knowing that you cannot do this by yourself, and that you do need help. So, my family played a huge part into the into developing this brand. They're the my biggest support system. They were at my house at my mom's house, you know, testing products with me. So they really did tell me. And if you know my family, uh, whoo. We're, we have no filter. They will tell me what like it is, if they like it or not. And that's what I love about them, them being so real because, you know, that's what really helped, you know, the finishing touches of each product that I, I produced. So shout out to my family. And don't rush into it. And we're, I don't feel like I'm going back and forth, but just don't rush into just operating and, you know, launching that brand so quickly. Because you need that, you need that time to build this brand and what its purpose is for. Like for all indigenous brands, I, our main purpose is representation and showing the industry that we are still here. Now, that to take it to the next level is how, what, what type of work we're going to do when we have that platform. So really dig deep of where your beauty brand, how far you want to take it. Do you want to just be here or you want to be an international timeless iconic beauty brand you know like where you want to take it and know that you can take it however far you want to go because the power of technology you can do just that you know you can really go above and beyond because again technology is key someone across you know the big pond in europe can see your your, your website by just just simply clicking it in Google right and you have social media so people are able to connect with us so when you create that platform when you create that business especially native businesses I truly believe we have a a responsibility of what we put out there I say this because we are from the from our reservations you know, we are the indigenous people, so we know the stories. We know what it's like being who we are. So when we create these platforms, make sure you are putting out the right information as well. 
make sure you set the record straight. Make sure whatever you put out there is positive. Make sure that whatever we, yeah, we, whatever we put out there, that the non-indigenous people can't throw back and try to, you know, throw back in our faces as well. You know what I mean? So just be mindful that doesn't matter how big or how small you are, you still have a platform and to be really mindful exactly what you're gonna put out on there. So my reason for the brand, not only do I want representation, is that I'm creating opportunity. So that's why I'm using my, that's what I'm using my brand to do, is to create opportunity. And, I, and each company will definitely create that. But you know, as we go from we episode to episode, you'll see how far I'm gonna take this opportunity too. So yes, our businesses that we create are super important. They help our, they help our economy at home. They help our people. So again, it's, again, it's very, very important that you guys really, 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 really be mindful of why you are building these businesses. And if you go into the beauty industry, you know, continue to be creative, but also know that out there in this industry, these major corporations, you know, they're going to be looking at everything that we're doing. Like uh, Moj from um, BDCon, the CEO of BDCon, she uses culture vultures. I was, we had a webinar and I, I asked a question of, you know, what would you do if you're in my shoes as a native and black owned beauty brand when you have, you know, these multi-million dollar major corporations that are culture vultures, you know, and you're continuing to try to be authentic. You're being authentic, not trying, you're being authentic. But how do you compete with that when they're able to produce a palette so quickly? Well, your main goal is to teach people, educate people, at the same time unite the world. And, you know, her response was kind of kind of what I knew what she was going to say. Her response is, you know, you're going into the capital wor capital world, right? You're you're becoming a capitalist. Every business is, you know, you're you're going into it, and you know, it just kind of reassured me that I am on the right path. So, you know, what what I put out there, you know, yeah, it could be up for grabs for others to try to um, duplicate, right? but things are sacred, you know, hold back on. And that's what she said was, you know, pretty much just be ready in a way and to protect what you feel that is sacred. And I'm glad she said that because that's exactly what I do to this day. That's why my packaging is super, I guess, plain for most people might think, they may think they might, they're probably expecting a native brand to have all this stuff on there. But because, you know, it's still cool. It's still cool that other brands, that's how they what they uh, represent and you know that's the, s the marketing strategy they're going to go but for for what i do you know my i'm from a family of weavers too and i understand the stories behind you know the rug designs and etc etc and i just don't feel right for me to put it on a paper on a boxing of some sort of packaging where a consumer will take a picture for it for the gram and then throw that box away or recycle it, you know? And I feel like, you know, that little piece of rug design is, you know, in trash. So just being mindful of, you know, keeping the things that we have sacred because yeah, not everyone knows, you know, <laughs> 
the true meaning behind the things that we, ha we, we hold so dear to us. And I'm glad she said that because it really, again, it reassured me that I am on the right path. And things that I do speak about in our culture, I say it, uh, you know, I either speak about it verbally. And it really goes back to our teachings again. We do not, in my culture, we do not, we cannot, or if we cannot at all, uh, record ceremonies. We are not allowed to, you know, when they have like the night winter night chant like yebeche dances we're not allowed to record it or take any pictures of it so all we could do is talk tell someone about it you know and most of our stories that have been passed down from generations and generations were you know taught in stories you know oral stories and most of the things are not written down so I just kind of still use that to sh still share the knowledge stories from our people, uh, from my culture, it just orally so that they know and they can go back and listen to it. So right now it's winter time and the stories that we normally tell during this time is the creation stories and uh, like the coyote stories are, are, I guess the coyote stories are like folk tale stories, right? But these stories um, have a lot of different meanings and another episode, probably next month, I'll go into it about what are these stories about, just like this quick summary about them. But this whole, just to conclude is, you know, things that we hold sacred, you know, in our tribes, you know, keep them as sacred as possible just so that we protect them from major corporations that will see it as something cool and, and trendy and next thing you know we see it on a you know they're, they're selling it so just know that being a native brand it's just a lot of you're going into a different world you know you're it's just storytelling and just be mindful and just be careful of what we you put out there so that's what i have to say about that about you know planning researching and you know preparing so as as my brand grows um and know that your business plan if you're not a person that writes it down <laughs> some people go as they you know as their business grows but i highly suggest that you truly do write it down type it up or however you want to do it and just so that you have a good guide of exactly where you're trying to go and during this preparation, you know, set your goals as you go along, come along, because there's going to be opportunity coming when you least expect it. Um, the best example I have is when I first launched Austria Beauty on July 4th, 2018, that fall, so like October of 2018, um, somehow, some way, I had a recruiter from ACs reach out to me, right? which was cool um it was a it's like a workshop but it was not the workshop that they promote right now it was you know a direct buyer where they want to know more about the beauty brand so i don't know how they found me but they found me and looking over the program and how the onboarding is going to go i was so young i was only like four months in and I at first I was like wait I'm, I don't think I'm ready at the moment and I'm being honest I wasn't ready because again I just launched the brand and 
I'll still get a good feel of, you know, my customer base, even though I do know my customer base, but it's still like, it was still too, too, too early. And to understand that when you do come across an opportunity like that, like for instance, Macy's came knocking on my door at, you know, a few months in as, as I launched it and to, you know, actually say not right now <laughs> was super, super hard for me. Uh, it was like obviously like a dream come true, but when you really look at it, it's like, am I really ready for that? Um, I thought I I lost the opportunity when I declined the offer, but fast forward, they came back around again the following year, and this time, you know, the buyer was a different buyer, a regional buyer of the Southwest West Coast region, and this time we actually talked. I was a little bigger now and uh, a little prepared for a, a moment like this, but not quite prepared. But the whole time, you know, I didn't just sign a contract just immediately. You know, it, it sounded amazing, you know, to be to be told that, hey, you could be in these 14, 15 stores, yada, yada, yada. And and it's yeah, sounds amazing. Right. Any any brand that started up like, yeah, get me in those stores. But. My, my thing, my gut told me, hold up, let's re read over the contract right quick because everything in business, yes, it's, it's black and white. So I got the contract and I went over with my, with my lawyer and the contract was, you know, it's nothing wrong with it, but financially it would have really messed me up. I would have probably would have been bankrupt if I would have took the deal because each pod that I would have, I had to rent each pod, and the amount of product I would have to produce, I didn't even have that yet. So, yeah, that's another opportunity that you know that came to my lap, and I was like, mm, no, I'm sorry, I'm just not there yet. And I just declined respectfully. Thank you for thinking about me but I still need to grow because in the back of my head, I want to open these stores. So, you know, life goes on. I'm, I'm out there pushing the brand. I am now back at home and I'm in works of opening a store. So now we're back in 2019. So that was 2018. Now we're at the end of 2019 now, around fall 2019. And I got the keys in November for my store, my studio in Gallup, New Mexico. And not, Macy's still knocking on my door. I was like, I don't know yet, I don't know yet. Um, but I was like, man, they must really want me. <laughs> and which is cool to know that you, you're wanted, but you know, it's like, what type of want, you know? It's, ah, I learned real quick, you know, my background in business and, you know, finance, your check and balance gotta match up. <laughs> And I was just not there financially to take that next step. And I'm telling you the story because you're going to get these opportunities. You're going to want these opportunities. I could see, my, I, I already see it too. I see my, my, I see my pods in like 15, 30 Macy's stores across the country. You know, I already see it. It was right there on my lap. I probably would have had to take out a business loan to do so, but I just was, was it going to be worth it? 
and the fact that like how much control I really had like they hired their own people to sell my stuff and I'm like no I don't want that my whole whole thing about the brand was I want my people to work for me to represent the brand I don't want no other person that don't know what Asha means you know y'all hear me I'm not saying you know what you want but I <laughs> I'm really just talking to camera and I feel like I'm waiting for feedback so sorry guys but um my biggest purpose is this brand is to help my people and I felt that if I were to go that route I wouldn't do my people no justice with this I would have just took my bread and it would have just been all over the country which would have been cool but my people want to be all over the country you see what I'm saying so unfortunately yeah the client again opened my store and got my studio in Galt, Mexico and our first anniversary is coming up and the thing I'm trying to get at is things happen for a reason you know there were signs that I was already getting my gut was telling me not quite yet you know hold back and one thing in business, you're going to have to listen to your gut as much as possible. That first intuition that you feel, you stick with it because there's a reason why. Your body, your spirit's telling you, hold up. So I'm glad I listened to myself. And when I felt that, you know, if I was to make that decision, so just think about it. Fast forward. This is end of 2019, right? And I knew exactly how many stores I was going to be in throughout the country. This is December 2019. I officially said, no, I'm sorry. January, you know, I'm still rocking and rolling on my studio, 2020. February, I got the keys to my, st my store in Windrock, Arizona. March 7th, 2020, I opened my store in Windrock, the first beauty brand owned and operated by a native brand in the country, right? History, woo! If I was to took the, if I would have took that deal in Macy's for Macy's and been in all those 30 stores throughout the country and what are we going through right now the pandemic so what I'm trying to get to you guys is my spirit not that I was predicting that we're gonna go through a pandemic it was just that my spirit and my body was really warning me not to take that step that next step and I'm glad I didn't because I'll probably been like bankrupt, bankrupt because all 30 stores, guys, look at the whole world stopped. My stores to this day are still closed on the reservation and, and in Galton, New Mexico. They're still closed. So just imagine how much money I would have lost if I took that deal with Macy's December 2019. I would have been messed up. I want to be sitting here telling the story. I've been crying and still trying to get my life together. Yeah, guys. So... <clears throat> it's very important for you to listen to your <laughs> to your gut okay and I'm telling you out of experience because I would have been out of a lot a lot of money and yeah it would have been amazing to have a native bread and 30 plus Macy stores right next to Mac and Estee Lauder and Origins and Bobby Brown and all these major brands that we love right would have amazing would have been amazing but something in me told me no so fast forward, my stores are still closed, still Rona still going around, right? And another opportunity came around. But this thing is, I was, oh, I stay ready. There's, you know, you have to stay ready in business. You know, you can, you know, sit back, 
but you have to stay ready you have to always know you know okay this plan didn't go now what's the next step what's the next step unfortunately during this 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 pandemic you know this your next step is sometimes you don't know what's gonna happen you don't know really you don't really know you're really just going and moving and grooving here so pandemic's going on my stores are closed i feel like the world ending <laughs> because i put all this energy and money into my stores and i'm operating online and the hardest thing i had to do was remove all of my testers from my store and discard them because right before the pandemic you know i don't know i just didn't feel right keeping the the testers because people touched the testers people tried the testers and even though my testers are clean it's just that i just did not know you you, you guys feel me so to throw away all of my testers which is probably worth ten thousand plus dollars just to protect my health my family's health because you know they were there with me cleaning the stores and you know preparing to close them because of the pandemic we couldn't be open for business at the moment and that hurt to walk into my stores and see them empty to see no one in there was hard and preparing for you know a major comeback you can fall back you know 10 steps but prepare to move forward 10 more steps forward you know and it's gonna hurt and during this time especially march through may of 2020 was like i'm not gonna lie to you guys i was i was hurt so hurt i just was just trying to figure out how in the world i'm gonna do this how am i gonna stay relevant how am i gonna keep this business going so what i'm gonna what i'm telling you is even during this time you know i was still preparing for my reopening i'm still preparing for what's gonna happen next for the brand. And luckily during this time, I was able to share my story with major publications. So now the brand's getting recognition. But the thing is, I'm, I always, I'm always pre prepared, even though my stores are closed, but I was prepared to take this company to the next level. So now that I don't have my stores, everything is virtually, and now I'm here telling you my story telling you know getting interviews by harper bazaar and glossy and you know cosmo all these amazing people right good morning america yes we're on good morning america <laughs> and sharing my stories of how covid affected um my bre my beauty business um having an exclusive you know interview with um beauty independent and that opened up so many doors and you know, having, you know, a lot of people recognizing our indigenous beauty brands and the community that we created. So preparation is a huge key. If I didn't stay prepared when these opportunities came, you know, I wouldn't be able to excel. So now, you know, as I prepare myself to go to New York come Monday, I'm so excited because that trip is a serious business trip. And that's going to take you know, true will become take Asha Beauty to become the next timeless iconic beauty brand in the world. And that, my friends, it's <laughs> gonna be for another episode. But um I really just wanted this episode to really dig deep on exactly 
how I started Austria Beauty and exactly the steps I took. And this, sto this story is gonna be coming on the next, another episode, another episode, another episode, but these are the key moments of how I really started. And I'm not gonna lie to you, it was a lot of, a lot of research, a lot of planning and you know really digging deep of knowing that right moment understand that when you build these businesses it's all about timing sometimes we're like i gotta launch it now it has to be right now and it, it, when stuff doesn't even happen the way it should be should go and and you're hitting that deadline it's okay you know there's a there's a reason behind that so look at all the signs when you build your businesses and you know part a of building asha beauty story you know it, it took a lot of time for me and i'm glad i took my time building a brand because every part of it is solid from skincare to cosmetics to my manufacturers now we're um getting the logistics in full control you know my husband is we got four drivers that's going to be driving and p picking up my product so really keying in on the things that really matter most of my business right now, you know, dealing with this pandemic is controlling my logistics, preparing for opportunity, and to know that, you know, you have, you have it. If you want to start that, that beauty brand and, or you want to start whatever business that you want to build, build it and speak life into it. I'm, 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 I'm always going to leave it, leave off with this statement here is, Remember, it's very important for you to speak life into all your dreams and goals. And never, ever underestimate your ability to turn those dreams and goals into reality. And the only person that can stop you is yourself. I really want you guys to really, really, like, write that down and to, like tell yourself that because because every time I wake up or I hit that that rock bottom I tell myself that because there is a reason why we get these visions again and there's a reason why we do what we do so please 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 speak life into your dreams and goals. it doesn't matter how big they are or how small they are you know other people may not understand you or think you're crazy of dreaming and thinking of these dreams and goals that you have but don't let them steer you away from those dreams and goals and never again underestimate your ability because there's a reason why again you got that dream you're setting that goal and you're gonna you're gonna achieve it it may not happen overnight but it is it, you will get it done i know and i i've done so much with everything that I put my mind to and I have a long way to go, but so far so good. Everything that I wrote down, all the, the dreams and goals that I've set, I met. So the sky's the limit and there's so much more we can all do. But the thing is you have to work with each other. We have to support each other. We have to be, we have to protect each other. This world that we're living in is cray cray and we already know. So please, please 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 look out for one another spread peace and love and you know all that good energy and believe in yourself no matter what believe in yourself 
and I shall see you guys when I get back from New York and see you Monday.